We give you the latest news as it breaks all around the world of football. From the Nigerian Professional Football League to the English Premier League to the Spanish La Liga. The French Liga. And the Italian Serie A. We are football411.net. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Football 411. I've got with me the usual gang, GDA ID and Larry. What's up guys? Hello, hello, hello. Good to be back. Uh, <laughs> how's, it, how's it going? When was the last podcast? Six months ago? Okay. Yeah, a lot a lot has happened over those six months. Oh, yeah. Uh Jide yeah. got pregnant and Larry been traveling around <laughs> Europe. Broad jokes. ID, uh, ID has been busy fighting the good fight for the liberation of Nigeria. So it's been, a, it's been <laughs> an awesome six months. Well, for, for me, I've just been uh, sleeping, eating, waking, and uh, doing the normal routine. So guys, a lot has happened over the last six months. So we're just going to start from the home front. Joseph Passerio as a new Eagles coach. So far, guys... What will be your assessment so far? Uh, good call by the NFF or whatever is happening over there right now. Uh, so looking at the two friendlies so far and the uh, qualifiers, what do you guys think, uh, Larry? Let's start with you. Well, um, the Vassero um, era started off with, with, with friendly games. But for me, I, I, I feel the NFF... Um, should have actually acted on this disappointment immediately after the Nations Cup. We also what happened at the Nations Cup with the with the Guavoin and the Eagles. You know, we lost out due to his um, tactical <laughs> tactical deficiency. So yeah, um, I, I feel Pasero coming in after the Nations Cup. Maybe now we should be talking about Super Eagles preparing for Qatar. And yep. you getting your tickets and bags ready? <laughs> I know, but <laughs> well, unfortunately, that's that, that's actually not the case. So yeah, Pasero started well. I, I, I saw I saw the friendly game. I mean, I saw the highlights because uh, I think the game, yeah, the game was, playing, it was pretty interesting. Yeah. Three AM um, <laughs> Nigerian time, so it was difficult to stay stay up for that one. And I, I, I like what I've seen so far, and especially the African Cup of Nations qualifier against um, Syria alone and Sao Tome. I like I, I like I like Pasero style. We we seems to have a bit of more structure and I think he wants he wants to lean, um, lean towards the attacking side of things unlike um Kenner Raw who prefer to be a bit more conservative. Even though he, he gave us results but I I like I like attacking football. I like what Pasero is doing and I honestly just hope and wish this is um the turning point for our football, positively. Okay, uh, so uh, ID, do you think this is same old, same old? Because if you remember, um, the likes of Raw and previous coaches, good starts to their Super Eagles um, tenure, and um, things just seem to go south. Do you think this is same old, same old, or might be a new leaf? 
Well, um, for, for me, I think um, four games in, um, is um, it's too early to to call. You know, we've not really faced a, a tough opponent. You know, we played Mexico and Ecuador, which I won't say are top string sides in in South America. You know, but down on the African front, you know, so far in terms of his um, performance after the first two qualifiers, you know, it's it's done really, it's done well. I won't say really well, it's done well because Nigeria is expected to beat the likes of Sierra Leone and um, Sao Tome and Principe. So um, I won't really draw this performance off what I've seen. You know, I'll just try, I'll just like to take a leaf off um, what Larry said. You know, this disappointment should have been made a lot earlier because it's clear that this man actually knows what he's doing and he's traveled and he has a lot of experience, you know, compared to a Gavon, you know. So um, I'm, I'm sure if he had taken over the reins after the Nations Cup, you know, our, our, our song would probably be a different one right now. So um, let's see what happens, you know, going in. But it's very unfortunate, you know, that it took the NFF, you know, a, long, a very long time to make this appointment. You know, and I'm sure a lot of Nigerians are still pained. But right now, so far, so good. You know, of his two performances, he's done really well. So, you know, we'll judge him, you know, after this, after a long haul. But for now, he seems to be stable. All right. So, uh, guys, but um, some would argue that introducing a new code uh, when you have a double header against your rifle, uh, just a couple of um, uh, weeks or a month or so after the Nations Cup exit would have been uh, a very risky move on the part of the NFF, although uh, we would note that some people thought um, the timing of um, firing of Raw and uh, having to put in an interim was also a wrong move. If you're going to fire Raw, you should have just appointed a new coach straight ahead. So don't you think, um, um, just like what you said, put, um, bringing him in just before the double header against Ghana would have been risky? I'm just gonna put it like that for lack of better. Can, 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 can I cut in? Yeah, everybody. You know, yeah. you know Pacero, yeah, Pacero was actually brought to the January. You know, just um two weeks after Raw was um was was um, sacked. Yeah. So the plan the plan was for Pacero to travel down to Cameroon and study the team. You know, be around the team, but allow um a um, You know, handle the team at the Nations Cup. And after the Nations Cup, you know, spring into action. And then prepare the team for the double header against Ghana. And don't forget, Ghana appointed um, their, their coach pretty much like five or six weeks before before uh, before before the game. So I, I don't know why the NFL backtracked, but for some reasons, the NFL backtracked. And yeah, we are where we are today uh, because of that. We are, we are where we are. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite on. It's quite on. Yeah, it's quite unfortunate, really, um, because to me, I don't think that would have been a factor, to be honest. Um, they could have just um, stuck to the script, you know, um, based on what Larry had said. They should have just, they could have just stuck to the script um, because we, it, it was clear that, um, you know, with uh, not trying to disrespect Iguavoin, um it was like the case of the blind leading, you know, the blind. We didn't know where we were going with him and um, we... You know, um, we took our World Cup chances. We used it to play Lotto. You know, that was what happened. And um, it was just unfortunate that it happened that way. But um, at least we can't keep, you know, talking about what's in the past now. So we just have to, you know, move on. And um, yeah. hopefully, you know, 
So I would say at least he's still like Adi and Larry said, he's still in his, uh, in his um, elementary stages. And um, so far, so good. He's been doing quite well and um, long may that continue. Okay, so far, so good. He's been doing good. All right, so uh, we can only wish um, Jose Perserio and the Super Eagles the best of luck in their future endeavors. At least try to make it to 2026 World Cup. For, <laughs> that's the one I'm concerned about. All right, guys. So, um, recent development uh, still on the Super Eagles. Uh, we're just going to talk about Maduka Okoye. He has been on a self-imposed um, apps, um, holiday. From the Super Eagles, he didn't feature in the qualifiers against Sierra Leone and Sao Tome, as well as the friendlies. Uh, there's been different um, sides to the story, but Maduka's camp seems to be keeping mute about this. So, you know, when you're mute about uh, issues like this, uh, different takes can just uh, mm. form real opinions and real uh, and fact in some time in some cases so what do you guys think about is um self-imposed exile from the super egos yeah i don't know we know after the exit at the nation's cup he came under some heavy criticism uh, from the fans which is it sometimes can be um pretty unfair um in some cases and um, you know some fans can really go too far but what do you guys um think about is self-imposed exile is he does he just need some time to himself, trying to acclimatize uh, with his uh, new championship team? Oh, what do you guys think is going on since he has been mute about um, all this? Well, if, if I'm to take that, you know, my, my opinion, my, my humble opinion. Humble opinion. I'm not going to excuse, you know, the attitude of the fans, you know. Especially after the Nations Cup, he came under the stick, you know, for the blunder against them, Tunisia. But what I'll just say is, you know, um, Maduka Oko is a professional, you know. You can't tell me he hasn't come under, you know, under this kind of scrutiny in, when he, in his um, club in Holland. You know, especially when you have people, you know, when you go to stadiums and there's a lot of monkey chants and all that. And I'm sure even though he's light-skinned, you know, he's still not classified in quotes as a white, white, white before. So there's no way he won't have come under one of those, you know, one of those um, insults or, you know, one way or the other, he must have experienced something like that. So him using that as an excuse, you know, uh, the only re- the only excuse I would want to give is probably is maybe just using this op- opportunity, you know, to get acclimatized to his new team. And I think uh, recently, I think he, he had something personal. Maybe I think he just got married or engaged or something. So maybe he's just you know to spend more time with his family and all that. That's the only excuse I can give. You know, if, if you have issues with the national team or there are some issues that you want to resolve, you know, it's better for you to speak out, you know, and come out and say, okay, this is what I'm feeling. This is what I think. You know, this is what is going on with me. You know, I'm not, this is just a temporary break, you know, just to clear things in my head. I would eventually come to the team because, you know, we are two games into the qualifiers now. And um, I'm sure the coach already has a mental picture of the kind of players he wants to use. And I don't think this person is going to let, you know, unreliable players, in quotes, you know, ruin his chances of, you know, cementing a good performance with the national team. So the longer Madika Okoye doesn't come out to say exactly what's on his mind, and the longer he stays away from the team, you know, the, the uh, how do I put it? It's because you know, very upon just speculation. Yeah, it's going yeah, to affect him negatively. So I think he should come out and actually see what the issues are. 
you know, and I'll probably have a meeting with the coach and let him know, okay, see, I'm just trying to use the opportunity on this period to clear my head. You know, I'm still, you know, committed to the national team and I, you know, I, I hope, you know, to be a part of your team going forward. So I think he has to come out and see what's on his mind. Or else we'll just assume that he doesn't want to be part of the national team anymore. Mm. Uh, nice. well, well, well said, ID. I, I absolutely agree. Agree with ID. You know, uh, I think I tweeted um, this couple of days ago. You know, saying this guy needs to come out. His team needs to come out. At, le- at least dispel this um, rumor and say, okay, see, the reason why I'm not um, honoring this invitation is because I'm injured or something happened. But no, he's not injured. Yeah, yeah, he has been appearing in Watford videos. Exactly. The past so, not, not not saying anything is actually not too good. Uh, and to be honest, like uh, Mighty said, you, you know, this is just um, going to give um, Becerro a very, very interesting take about about um, Maduka. Good luck to him sticking his um, shirt from Zoho. Yeah, well, exactly. So that's where that's where you know uh, it's just unfortunate. You know, there is um, obviously a dark cloud overing you know uh, around him at the moment, and um, you know nothing has been said. So, um, you know, with the way things are going, we just, you know, what he's worked so hard, you know, to get that number one spot and, you know, going through this route, uh, I just don't feel, you know, it's the best way to go about it, except, you know, we never can tell maybe, you know, the club or I mean the team, the national team already have this information and doesn't really feel the need to like, you know, disperse it or, uh, to, you know, to, uh, to, to us fans, you know, we, the, you know, uh, consumers, but, um, Hopefully, you know, we'll see we'll see how things goes, you know. We'll see how things goes. Maybe he needed time for himself, as I just said. So we'll see how it goes. Let me cut in. I even read a, uh, a report uh, yesterday. It was about um, the NFL big wigs considering taking um, sanctions because of the fact that they, they, they're actually in the dark as well. They don't know what's going on. I don't know how through. I don't know how the, uh, authentic that information or that okay. report is. But yeah, it was just, it was just something around around that. Yeah. yeah, if that's the take, you know, no one is, um, you know, no one is bigger than his national team for that. For you know, that has uh, produced quite a lot of um, superstars mm. you know, over time. So no one is bigger than the national team. And if that's the case, they are within their rights to, you know, to to put uh, lots of sanctions on him. So mm. it's it's his to lose anyway. Because, exactly. um, you know, we'll keep producing, you know, goalkeepers, it will never stop. You know, so if he feels that's the decision or that's the direction he needs to go, then he's being badly advised. That's on and, him. And the good thing is that there are people on the sideline waiting to, you know, to get this opportunity. Someone like Osigwe. Osigwe, you know, it's, it's just been there waiting to get that chance to to stick a claim for the shirt. And then don't forget Uzoho. Exactly. Uzoho did not really cover himself in glory. That's second. Oh, that's second leg. That. Yeah, yeah, he's been over. He's been yeah, all over the place. Yeah, been and, over and, the place and everybody bashed him as well. So he's, he's been all over the place. It's, it's, exactly. It's, see, it's not just it's not just uh, Maduka that was bashed. It's all. Literally, comments. I, 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 I bashed him as well because I was really upset. Because I thought I thought what he gave Pate was a gift. You know, and that, that gift was enough to get Ghana to the world. Cup. You know, as as professional footballers or sports athletes, you know, literally comments. You know, it comes with the territory. Really, you know, it comes with the nature of your job. And, um, you know, people always feel like, because we have to understand that, you know, uh, most of these guys on there, you know, though they work to be there, they are privileged to be in the situations they are in, you know, and um, also they are living most of our dreams, you know, because at some point in our lives, we, we thought we were going to be footballers, you know, so we, you know, by well, what I'm just trying to say, you know, what I'm just <laughs> trying to say is like, you know, 
people are very very opinionated and um uh um, yeah, sure. you know we would always you know try to even things we do not know we'll try to mm -hmm. butt in and tell you like it comes with the territory really and oh uh, yeah there is no football fan i mean there's no yeah. footballer that i said that you know that would say does it is above you know they always criticize it comes you know these are things that it does happen you just yeah. have to you know shrug it off and you know you keep pushing you know no so what is, no is above reproach you know just exactly so, so there's just, even just, if i can if i can be if i can be slagging off the likes of um uh ronaldo respectfully anyway and uh, messi why won't i slag you up you know so so it's just it's just one of those things it needs to be able to in addition i think um, right now um you know we didn't make it to the world cup and um, you can see that you know there's a, there's a disappointment you know across board but um our foreign players in quotes the players you know that play in the in the good leagues in europe you know they seem to you know believe in this project and everybody is trying to buy in. there's a kind of camaraderie between these players so this is not the time to be to be you know to to put yourself in isolation this is time to join the group you know and just try to be positive so that we can all achieve something like you said you know our goal is to see how we can qualify for the nation's cup and also make the next world cup and have a exactly, very exactly. strong team you know going into this tournament all right guys so um uh, we wish uh, Maduka uh the best hopefully everything gets sorted uh out so moving on still on the eagles oh the eagles seem to be have been really really busy this past uh few weeks so uh did you guys get to hear the olicer interview about uh what you meant to talk about indy diamico did you guys listen to that yeah. interview yeah I, I, okay I, I watched the interview yeah i did all right perfect so i'm just gonna go through um some direct quotes from the in interview and um i'll need your opinions okay so here is um Olise talking about uh john michelobi and he was in nigeria recently or he's in nigeria uh to do some um, grassroots um, um program so he said he is a player who has done some good with chelsea but when you talk about playing as an offensive midfielder, he is not an offensive midfielder, Olisa said. My man here knows I am blunt to say certain things. Offensive players have certain qualities and he doesn't have any of them. Any of them. Yeah. And um, as regards to uh, Mikel as a defensive player, he said, I'll play in DD because a defensive midfielder's work is you have to win balls. No pun intended. Without making fouls, you have to be a very good. I say you have to be very good in area balls. And um, lastly, said you have to have some control by helping others. So, guys, what do you think about this uh, interview? I'm gonna start with you, Jide. Uh, mm. You mentioned him not being an offensive midfielder due to lacking certain qualities. And he also mentioned that he would play in the D. He didn't say uh, this has been misconstrued by so many people saying um, in the D is better than Mikel. But he's saying he will play in the D ahead of Mikel as a defensive midfielder because mm. of his area prowess. So, what do you guys think? Mm. Let's start with Jide. Before Jide goes, I think this, 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 this stuff here. Yeah. Uh, English comprehension is very, very important. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. So let's go. 
people are just that's maybe how, that's, people, that's how we write I E L T S. So yes, you know, so, <laughs> you know, people are just trying to sell, you know, you know, just to create a lot of unnecessary noise. You know, is is you know, an ex international is entitled to his own opinion. You know, and uh, we respect. I respect that. You know, so Holly saying, I feel like, um, you know, this is where it comes down to, like, um, you know, th- there are two different kind of profiles completely. And um, Mikkel is, you know, is more of, you know, is calm, and while um, uh, very better, way better on the ball, more assured on the ball. Why Indidi is more combative, is a box-to-box player. All he just needs to do is. Um, take the ball or nick the ball off you pass it to players that are more creative so uh so with that you know i feel he has a point he, he really has a point because who am i going to like you know and trust my you know um that, uh, at least that's going to protect my defenders uh, personally i would go with indidi but you know there are two different kind of players and they uh, uh with someone like michael obi for example there are more positions to this fella you know he's comfortable um uh, uh he can play you know across that midfield you know when he's at chelsea when he was at chelsea he was playing up deep when it comes to nigeria the offensive you know he's been started with the position i mean with the uh, responsibility to create um you know to be a creator in chief so um but uh based on uh, you know the assessment is is made you know i'm going to a bit i'll dispute that because i feel like you know um offensively you know there is you know Mikel, there is more to his game you know um he's got more uh, 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 uh there's more uh how, how there's a certain how can i put this genesis qua you know let me just put it that way oh, you know in his in his you know in in in, in the way he plays you know he has more to him you know, not just defensively, offensively. So, um, well, um, so that's just uh, my take on the whole um, on the on the on the, um, on the um, quote. Larry, so yeah. you mentioned you mentioned it lacks some certain qualities. <laughs> and uh, idea, I need to bring you into this. Uh, and you, expert in football manager. So, as an offensive midfielder, what are these certain qualities that you think Olivier was referring to here? Uh, well, to, be, to me, I, I think I think creativity is um, one of those things you're talking about. And then the Mikel that I saw in 2013 in, in South Africa for that Nations Cup, it was probably it was one of our creative um, force in that team. I remember it, it, it was the reason, one of the major reason Nigeria won that Afcon, which 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 is which is huge. And coming from Olise, why so so many people have issues of so why so many people frowned or twisted <laughs> his utterance is because. Olise and Mikel did not um, get on well when he was coach of the national team. Uh, I, I, I recall Olise going to the press conference and you know and slamming Mikel, saying he doesn't respond to his calls. And yeah, so they didn't really they didn't really get along. And you know Olise, Olise is a very fiery human being, and I think maybe he still has a bit of that in him as regards um, his relationship with um, Mikel Obi. For Nigeria, it was not yeah, it was not the it was not a world class creative link in our team, but he did the job, you know, to a very good extent, and we I think we enjoyed the best of Mikel Obi for, for at least from that 2013 period to 2017. I, you remember you do you remember the game the 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 World Cup 2018 qualifier they won against Algeria. They won Algeria, against, yeah, they won. Yeah, it was, you know, it, was, it, was, it was brilliant. You, you know, it led us well. But yeah, I yeah. always say everyone has their own opinion. Mm-hmm. I disagree. Yeah. I disagree with you know with some points. But yeah. for that defensive midfielder bit, yeah, Indy D, yes, he's a better defensive midfielder. Um, 
feel like what to make me Kelo B. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I, I, I did. I, well, um, football manager, the, the qualities. <laughs> yeah, let's quickly take a look at that, real quick. Well, for for you to, for you to be a good um um offensive um, midfielder, you know, one of the key things you need to possess, you know, is your vision has to be top notch. You know, creativity has to be there. Your passing has to be top notch. You know, those are you know probably, and um, you know your how I put it, your decision making too is, is one of those things, because you have to time your passes. You know, you have to, you know, because you might not have so much time on the ball, so you have to be, you have to anticipate, you know, where your player have to be in terms of, you know, knowing where your offensive players like the, like the ball, how they like the ball. You know, some players like the ball to fit, some people like to run onto the ball. So all those kind of things, you know, are key factors that come into play. But you know. I honestly disagree with Olise, you know, in terms of this um, interview. And then the reason why I say this is, if you live, even if you look at the career stats in terms of tackling, you know, Mikel currently has a a seventy eight percent, you know, success rate in terms of tackling. You know, while so far so good, you know, in the in his young career, still has about sixty two percent. So, in terms of passing, Mikel is a far better passer than than Didi. Okay. You know. Um, you know, the, the only thing I feel probably indeed he has more than Mikel is probably stamina, you know, and, he ha- you know, he has stamina, you know, he can anticipate better, you know, and he has more speed. So that's, you know, one of those things that indeed he has working for him ahead of, of um, Mikel. But in terms of creativity, in terms of passing, in terms of vision, you know, in terms of anticipation, you know, in terms of calmness, in terms of decision making, you know, Mikel is a far, far better player. You know, ahead of um, Indidi. So you know, um, listen. I have you know is you know, all coaches. You know, have you know players they prefer. You know, some coaches will come in. You could you could see, you know, at um, you could see at um, what do you call it? And just to just to go a bit of um point, you could see at some clubs. You know, some coaches will come in and say, oh, I prefer Pelo ahead of um this guy Ricosta. I prefer request ahead of pillow, you know, depending on how the coach wants to play. So it depends on how the coach wants to play. But I feel this, um, you know, this, um, um, I won't say assertion now, say this interview was a bit biased, you know. You know, and there's no, even indeed if you ask him who is the better player between him and Mikel, you know, he would say Mikel is the better player, you know. So well, I, I just, I just agree. I Sorry, I disagree totally, rather. I disagree totally, you know, you know, for all intents and purposes, in terms of the career, in terms of achievements, in terms of, you know, the, you know, coaches he played, teams he's played, played at, you know, Mikel is a far, 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 far more established mm-hmm. person. Mm-hmm. This is a player that's won the Champions League as well. Yeah, you know? hopefully, well, it's not well. a problem. You know, we'll see, we'll see the best of Indy. We've not really seen the best of it because if you, if you look at Indy right now, you know, indeed, he's one of the best um, tacklers in the Premier League. You know, consistently, in, in what football, the only player right? that can rival indeed in terms of tackling in the Premier League is Pereira, the right back of Leicester. That's the only player that rivaled him in terms of tackling. Indeed, he's one of the best tacklers. He's one of the best ball winners in the Premier League. You know, and that's you know in a team like Leicester. You know, where you don't really you know focus on on those qualities. You know, so I'm sure we will still see indeed you know in a better team. You know, he's still a young guy. You know, relatively. Up. So we'll still see him, you know, in a better team, you know, probably next season or, or in seasons going for But Right now, you know, as far as this discussion is concerned, Mikel is a far, far better player. 
Alright, I'll just chip this in. I okay, think, one minute. I think uh, Uncle, Uncle Olise, <laughs> he loves controversy. Well, you know? <laughs> From his playing well, days, it was when he was a coach of the Super Eagles up till now. Oh, well, so, um, yeah, like, so, like we all know, uh, okay. Olise is a, blunt, is a blunt one. Like we all know, he doesn't shy away from uh, his thought or his taste. Like he said, like uh, you said, uh, this is his opinion and he's uh, entitled to his opinion. Uh, but one thing I'd like us to pick from um, the entirety of what he said, he never uh, really said um, indeed he was a better player. What was that? Or yeah, antagonizing so, or all of that. So yeah, it was just, yeah, yeah, yeah but you yeah. said in certain, it's, uh, for for him, he will play indeed as a defensive midfielder ahead of Mikel. Well, which is entitled to, to be that's honest. His, if I was there, I would have just told him that, you know, I would prefer uh, Mikel Obi. <laughs> if I'm going to analyze Mikel Obi and Olise, play for the Super Eagles. Oh, you know? that, that's another angle. Because you know, <laughs> yeah. there is, you know, we. I feel like uh, in the closing stages of uh, Mikel Obi's um, career, he, he uh, partnered with... Um, uh, the partnership with himself and Indidi was, Indidi. was glorious. Mm, was good, you know, yeah. so it shows that they can both both play together due to the fact that you know, due to their, um, they have different kind of skill sets. So, yeah. So if I'm also to make that compare, I can't even make the comparison because they are not they are not the same players. You know, they play All different right. So, guys, so. it's it's summer time. So uh, you know what comes with summer? The transfer window. So we're just still on this Super Eagles. I just think we're just going to speak about the Eagles all through today. Why not? The players are on the move. Just early today, Awoni completed his move to Nottingham Forest. 70 million. Good money. Uh, good return on investment from Union Berlin. Where he had a good career. Qualified for Europe. Scoring day. Oh, we didn't go on the last day of the season. Yeah, Awoni is on the move. Uh, we're just going to talk about Osime a bit, but guys, uh, I just need you to grade uh, this move just real quick. Um, we'll, we'll discuss yeah. it also, yeah. but just a quick one between A to F, just like in school. What grade would you give? Although we know he has not kicked the ball yet, but what grade would you give this uh, move? Starting with your ID A, B, C, A, plus, B, plus, C, plus, or F. <laughs> <laughs> um, real quick yeah okay real quick quick without explanation without yeah we'll okay. come to the explanation uh, later. Real, real quick yeah i'll just i'll give him a c a c larry yes. i'll give him a c and jide a c plus wow this is quite interesting so what okay so then we'll go to why it looks like there's a consensus of c's around here so yeah uh why do you guys give it a c is this not a good move um starting with you jide what do you think uh, it's a it's a very good move for him you know financially but it, and okay. having to come to and that's why i'm giving him a c plus having to come to premier league premier league at the moment is the hotbed of you know everybody wants to be here if you're not in psg you want to come to England because you know, like you can actually get your dream kind of salary playing for anybody, you know, any club in Premier League. So, um, and having to, you know, based on what he's had to go through, you know, formerly at Liverpool, he never got a look. Then, you know, traveling from, you know, became a journeyman, traveling. Then he finally got it. He got it right at um, Union Berlin. You know, coming back to Premier League because it feels like he has something to prove. And, um, you know, so it's a good one for him. And um, he's at a place where. 
the coverage is ridiculous you know everything about him you know is going to be seen so he's become a superstar but um the club is going to you know the chances of them staying afloat in the league is next to nothing i would say because um i see them based on what i've seen because at the moment though you know is their record signing you know um at the moment i believe um the last uh, the signing the, the most expensive signing was a, a 12 point something million pounds if i if i if i can remember correctly costa. and um exactly the costa so uh but at the moment is the first um you know is their first summer acquisition you know although there's still a lot to do but at the moment with what i've seen the club they are not on the standard of um i don't really see them I may be a bit maybe too overly critical but i don't really see them you know staying afloat in the league so the reason i'm giving um that uh, move you know a c plus a c plus wow that's quite interesting so um yeah over to you larry so looking at this move yeah we understand it's is joining the newly promoted um theme uh in um, Nottingham. so what do you think could he have gotten a better team or are you just okay with him just being in england uh or do you think it might struggle a bit because he'll be against better defenses and he might not get his service remember coming from union berlin he had a very good partnership with max max cruz uh, yeah. over there two men uh two men up front so what do you think would you think it might struggle uh, i don't know uh, depending on the system i think um i think uh, Nottingham plays um similar attacking and brennan yeah. up front yeah to play so, with wing backs um mm. with back, really, really interested ring backs and likes of ghana and, and the likes in the midfield so do you think it might struggle if he doesn't get uh the kind of service but because we've seen strikers like no shade like Mitrovic, Mitrovic. Um, excel <laughs> in the championship. championship I was yeah. um, even Wergast uh, play well in Bundesliga. And uh, when they came to the low quality teams in the Premier League, they really seemed to suffer. So, what do you think uh, Awuni might be experiencing uh, this coming season? Well, um, I mean, I, I I saw a couple of Nottingham Forest in. Than last season, you know, especially the, the playoff, and like you rightly said, they played two up, up front as well. But see, the, the the difference in class between the championship and the Premier League is like night and day. So that's my biggest biggest worry, and um, I I don't want a situation whereby he comes to a team whereby he struggles to score goals and then he start having that tag of flop of the season, you know. So it will be it will, it will be quite difficult but for me personally i hope he can at least try to make an impression so when nottingham i mean if they get relegated you know another team can pick him up you know for, but from his own side the financial side of this deal is really really good for him and his family which is very important exactly uh, yeah and um, and, and, and he's actually achieved a dream. He's always wanted to to play in the Premier League, and I, I remember watching his interview with Omar Katuba. And this was a guy that had the opportunity of signing for Liverpool, couldn't get a work permit, was loaned to Frankfurt, Nekreda, Moscone, Gen, Moscone again, Mainz, Union Berlin. Before, you know, you know, it's been a, quite a journey for the for the man. So today, I, I shared a video with G Day. Well, before signing his contract, he was actually in tears. So he says a lot about you know living your dream, and I I, I, I wish him well. I mean, if Nottingham Forest will go down, I hope he does well with them and just try to make that good impression. And maybe a club like Brentford or a club like Fulham, if they stay up, can still, you know, pick him up and can still, 
you know, do his business in the Premier League. <laughs> do you really think Fulham will stay up? Uh, we'll, we'll, get, we'll, get to that, we'll get to that later. So, that's, a, that's a question so, for another day. <laughs> so, ID, your boy, Osimhen, there's been um, rumors, transfer rumors surrounding him. Also, on the negative side, there have been some news about investigations about his transfer from Lille to Napoli. Uh, what's going on with your boy? Do you think it's time to pack up and leave? And by the way, um, Lorenzo Insigne finally left. I he got, he got a very, very rousing welcome yesterday. I was really surprised at, um, <laughs> with the number of people that came out to welcome him yesterday in um, Toronto. So, what do you what do you see? What do you see going on with Osimhen? Do you think it's time to pack up and leave and move on to better things? ID. Uh, well, I have um, you know split opinions about uh, Victor Simmons staying in this area and um, and you know leaving for another top club in Europe right now. And it's all dependent on if you know one of those clubs actually come with a you know with a surefire bid because you know the owner uh, Laurentis you know is he plays hardball. You know it's just like a miniature version of. Um, of Daniel Levy, you know, in the Premier League, you know, he he sets his price for Simeon at eighty five thousand pounds. Sorry, eighty five million, eighty five million pounds. That's not you know. bad. Yeah, which is, is not is bad. Which is, which is which is not bad, you know. You, you know, on current value, Simeon is currently worth about forty five to fifty million pounds. You know, on the on the market as of today, so you know, a thirty a thirty pound a thirty million pound increase. You know, it's it's exactly worth it, and. Um, you know, last season, Osimhen scored, I think, 18 goals in all competitions. You know, he scored four in the league and I think four in the Europa League, you know, so making making 18, you know, which is a, a which is just a marginal increase, you know, from his performance in, in which he scored 10 previous season, you know. And we must also say that last season, you know, he had a couple of injuries, you know, that put him out of, you know, a lot of games, which Napoli would have used him, you know, because at the time, at the time he went off, you know, injured, you know, they actually topping the league and, you know, he was one of the key players for Napoli last season. So, um, in terms of staying in the league or going, you know, my take is um, for him to stay one more league, one more season, you know, in this area and, you know, and try to achieve that 20 goal, um, 20 goal season, you know, with, with Napoli, you know, and, you know, so that we can actually get our dream of having the first Nigerian player that will cost 100 million pounds. You know, and right now, you know, it's currently in the hot, you know, hot, hot, um, what do you call it, in the market because a lot of clubs before Arsenal signed Gabriel Jesus, you know, he was one of the, he was the number one target for Arsenal. You know, at some point, Manchester United, too, we're talking about dribbling. I think it was some Spurs, we're talking about him at some point. And I think as of today, I'm, I'm hearing. That um, you know, I think one of the clubs in um, in Italy, I think it's similar, and so are currently looking, you know, at him to replace Ibrahimovic and all that, you know. So um, it's just um, either here or there. It's just the case of um, six and a half a dozen, you know, for for Simi right now. I just feel that he should stay in this area. Uh, in this area, if he leaves for the Premier League or any other club or any other league, rather, and if he's, even if he's within Serie A, maybe it's Milan, it's going to be a very fantastic move for him because I think he's ripe enough, you know, to you know to perform in those teams because he has shown that he can actually deliver. Osimhen is the kind of player that can fit into any team. You know, whatever way you want to play, you want to play the ball to fit, you want to play in the air, 
you know he has his strengths and he has his weaknesses you know so he can fit into any team right now you know it's just i just feel he just needs to be patient you know and have a full season you know bereft of um, injuries you know before i can actually say okay it's time to leave or go but right now i think he should stay in the, if, if i'm to go with a definite answer i'll say he should stay all right all so right. stay in naples all right guys so let's just round up so um i'm just gonna we're just gonna do something uh i call it stay leave and wear so i will just put out a couple of names of super egos players and i'll just need you to give me uh the answers do you want him to stay at his current club yes no if yes fine no where do you like where would you like to see uh the player you can name as many clubs as possible and uh yeah you get it drew so yep larry jd id so i'm just mm-hmm. gonna start joe aribo let's start with larry go leave so where where would you like to see him aston villa aston villa okay jd joe aribo leave to crystal palace mm. Michael Lees and the likes. Okay, we'll talk about that later. And ID, Joe Aribo. Joe Aribo leave um, Leicester City. Mm, perfect mm. replacement for Telemans. Mm. Mm. Nice one. Next person, Calvin Bassey. Stay. 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 Yes, okay. Yes. Uh, Larry. Stay. And ID? Uh, leave. I'll see you for so, now. Mm, interesting. Emmanuel Dennis of Watford. ID. Can I say I don't care? <laughs> <laughs> that's not an option. <laughs> that's not an option. Just, just, just to stay true to the... Um, to the um, that's, that's not an option. <laughs> Emmanuel Dennis, I'll say leave. And um, my, my ideal club for Emmanuel Dennis, you know, would be Aston Villa. Aston Villa again. Uh, Larry? Leave. To... Not, Nottingham. Leave most definitely to Everton as a replacement for Richarlison. Everton, Mm. Mm, nice book. And Paul Onoachi, Bolo Bolo, leave. Where would you like to see him? Anywhere. (laughs) Anywhere. Quite right. No, no, no. Anywhere, um, anywhere in Spain or Italy. Okay, Uh, that was Leave. Uh, West Ham, West Ham, you know, they, they've always wanted him. We just have to be able to meet up with the transfer the club is putting up. Okay, ID? Uh, Paul Noachu, I see leave him. I ask. Nice one. Samuel Chukwese, did <laughs> I, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> if, uh, I, I don't. I don't understand where. That's not what option. I need to say with this guy. <laughs> okay. Uh, That's not option. Probably stay. Fight for his shirts. You know, reclaim. Reclaim is um um, you know, his sports. You know, his glory. Yeah, the falling glory. He needs to reclaim that. Before leaving. Okay. Larry. Stay. Hustle. Hustle and hustle. Work hard. Work your socks off. And ID. Um, I'll still leave. Um, and I yeah, do club for some uh, some Chukwese will still be in um, in the uh, Liga BVA um, probably with the club like Valencia um Valencia that's 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 uh, that's pretty interesting alright that's good alright so uh, we'll just we'll just uh, end it now and uh, that's 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 a good one so we'll talk about uh, transfers um, next week. We can see some clubs like the the Gunas 
making really, really well that's there's nothing great about us now <laughs> making really great moves uh, in the league um, and uh, we'll see the, even the champions and the quadruple opu making really great moves and a certain team on the red side of Manchester still pricing players like you know well we'll talk about all that uh, uh, no one is coming that. actually so you're not pricing <laughs> they're saying no oh well <laughs> That, that's another <laughs> angle. All right, guys, it's been fun having you guys. It's, um, it's been good. It's been good. Jide, um, welcome back from Sabbatical. It's nice having you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah, so, guys. Uh, so, a final note. Yeah, it's been good to have uh, episode, uh, long awaited episode 78, you know. Took us six months. Well, we got there in the end. So, yeah, Super 4 1 back and better. We plan to do it. Um, every week now you know so, so we try to put in our best to just make make sure we get this done every saturday and yeah so stay you know, st- stay tuned download our podcast on apple on spotify and then on our website as well all right guys so that'll be all for this week have a wonderful week guys bye for now adios bye